What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 178 on getting paid as a public speaker. So today we got in the building my, one of my one of my good friends recently. We got Lala Bradford in the building. She is a health and wealth keynote speaker, also a transformation coach specializing in emotional trauma. So I'm excited to talk about that because, you know, these are mindset hacks that we can all use. And then most importantly, well, not most importantly, but also uh, Lala is a gym junkie and course creator course creator content creator all of the above but lala i'm super excited to have this conversation and to dive in this Thank content you. with you because like i mentioned our, our listeners our audience our millionaires out there are always looking for these mindset hacks right mm -hmm. to just live a more passionate life and really tap into their fullest potential and also get some game on how they could potentially find something they're passionate about, make some money so they can live a passionate life and make a living while doing it too, That's right? That's what it is. So I want to pass the mic off to you. Have you introduced yourself to our listeners about where you're from, you know, what you love, what you're passionate about, but most importantly, what they can expect to get from today's episode. What's going on, you guys? Your name, My name is Lala. I'm from originally Queens, New York, okay. but I grew up in South Carolina. So when people ask me where I'm from, I say New York, South Carolina. I have to give both. Like... Mm. I can't get one out without the other. So, but um, a little bit about me. Uh, recently retired from the army like four years ago, and then I decided to move to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I started out wanting to figure out what I wanted out of life. So, being in the army for all my army vets, y'all all know the struggles that you have to go through serving active duty. Um, I experienced a lot of bad things, but I also experienced a lot of good things. Um, my mindset is to take the good and to leave behind the bad, and that's exactly what I did. So I moved to Atlanta with the mindset of finding what I wanted to do in life, finding purpose, and in that process, you know, I was having fun, I was partying, I was meeting people, and then later on in life, two years ago, I found purpose. Hmm. I found my reasoning in existing and what I wanted to do, so I wanted to become a health coach. So I started out training people becoming a fitness trainer and then I realized why people are not being consistent with training and I know I started paying this to my clients and I know it was because of their mindset mm -hmm. it was because of trauma unresolved trauma it's because of insecurities lack of motivation because of their lifestyle the people that they are around so then I started to tap into the mindset of health and wellness so mm -hmm. then I decided to stop training people physically and train them mentally Mm. So that's kind of how I shifted over into that lane. And then just a year and maybe four months ago, I decided I wanted to become a speaker. Mm. So now I, you know, do speaking on health and wellness, um, mindset coaching. And also I explain to people when you change your mindset, you can do anything physically. The right. reason why you can't do it physically is because you're, you haven't made your mind up mentally to do it just yet. Mm. So... I That's love that I you haven't made your mind up to do it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting to hear that you said, you know, you decided about a year and a half ago to become a, a speaker. Mm -hmm. And most people hear that and like, oh, she's been speaking for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But inherently, <laughs> naturally, you've probably been speaking for way longer than that. <laughs> yes. Right? You got you gotta, you, you gotta the courage to, you know, say professionally, like, this is what I'm going to be doing yes. a year and a half ago. But mm -hmm. you've been working on delivering messages motivating people mm -hmm. you know much longer than that and uh i didn't know you were from new york i definitely don't hear the new york accent i <laughs> hear that south hear carolina <laughs> twang a, a lot more but i'm glad to have you lala right. i'm sure our millionaires are glad to have you as well so welcome to the show and for our millionaires that are tuning in welcome back to the million dollar mind podcast this is the world's most trusted podcast for passion attraction so you are in the right place if you are here looking for money making tips and tricks just for living a more passionate life right so uh, Lala, we, we had a lot to unpack there and it's interesting that you said people weren't being consistent with the, the training and mm -hmm. the fitness because their mindset wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And it's what's ironic about that is before you came, we literally just recorded a whole nother episode <laughs> and I was talking about, you know, people not having their mindsets right and how these insecurities and these fears mm -hmm. really get in the way of physical change. But my, my argument, my take was more so you got to 
you can't wait. You still can't wait for your mind to get right for you to make those physical actions, mm -hmm. right? Of course, you want to work on it. You want to develop it as you go. But from your experience, how easy or how hard would you say it is for people to still maybe use that pain, use that trauma as fuel to mm -hmm. still stay consistent you know, in the gym and, you know, eating right and different things like that. Yes. I love that you say that because don't let your story go to waste. Mm. Don't let your pain go to waste. You better use it as energy. You don't need that Red Bull. You don't need that monster. You mm. use that, you know, you, you're trying to get over an X, get in the gym and go hard. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, just lost a job, get in the gym, go hard and manifest a better one, you know? So over time, like, I love that you said that I, I have been speaking professionally for a year and some months, but mm -hmm. I've actually been doing it for 10 years. Right. I decided to become a health and wellness um, coach, transformation coach, just a year ago, but I've been doing that for 10 years. I studied it on myself first. You know, mm -hmm. I, I applied it on me first, and when I saw what worked, I'm like, I have to give this to other people mm -hmm. because there are so many people that can use this. You know, so you definitely have to develop your mindset, but you can also get physical results with using the fuel from pain to get those physical results. But the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to use the mind and body connection. Mm. So that's pretty much what I do with speaking. And I have a course coming and it's going to help you to know how to tap into putting the mind and the body and the spirit together because they're all connected. They all work together. Mm. Let's talk about that for a little bit, too. What What is the course going to be called and what would you say the ideal person that comes to you and like really locks in with that course and will probably get the most results out of it? Well, whoo, you're going to get so much out of it. Um, I'm actually launching my mini course this week. Mm -hmm. It's a nutritional guide and I had to deliver that to my audience first because what you consume is going to play a major part, not only in your physical results, but your mindset, mm -hmm. the emotional, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you are having, you know, unresolved trauma that you can't get past when you are having emotional issues insecurities envy hate all these different emotions it comes from here first it comes from the foods that you eat because your gut is connected to your brain so everything that you consume whether it's the foods whether it's the energy whether it's conversation the music that you're listening to what you're reading on social media everything that you store in here it manifests outwardly mm. so the foods people don't realize that it's so powerful. It can heal you or it can destroy you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to I wanted to put out something that is just the most important because it does not matter what you do. If you are consuming the wrong things, like expect it to manifest outwardly, you know? So mm. that's why I decided to make a nutritional guide so that people can know how to transform um, their lifestyle and know how to create a better, healthier lifestyle and make it permanent. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people go on these 30 day fast or, and then they go back to their old ways right. or they go on, I'm going I'm to eat clean for 60 days so I can get the results. And then they end up gaining the weight back because they didn't make it into a lifestyle. Right. So that course is going to help you to understand why you have the bad habits that you have and how to cut out the bad habits and create better habits for yourself. Mm. That's it's it's a lot it's a lot in that what you just said Lala because one the foods are destroying us in many different ways it's yeah. destroying us mentally and physically mm -hmm. right if you're eating all the bad foods that don't have any nutrients you know your body is slowly deteriorating because mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to run off of yeah and that's why we result to things like Red Bull and monsters <laughs> and all that stuff and then mentally I was reading something and I, you can let me know if you also heard this but I had saw something that was like when we consume like beefs like the uh, burgers and all these things that come from these cattle yeah. that are stored in these slaughterhouses right animals have emotions yeah. so we're not just eating the the meat we're also consuming their emotions and their trauma mm -hmm. right and and as you said our gut is connected to our brain so we're inherently adopting that trauma and those emotions in the foods that we're eating mm -hmm. uh which is is like <laughs> I really mind blowing. Fathom, like how deep that really is. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm I'm glad to hear that you got this guide because I think that for the most part, pe people want to do better. Yeah. And people say they want to do better, but 
we don't have the mental capacity to keep up with it. Mm. So having a guide kind of gives people a step back where they can, like having a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Is like now that I'm working with Timmy, like <laughs> I can like chill out and like I don't have to work, write down no exercises, mm-hmm. think about what I'm going to do this day, think about what I'm. I just show up and I just get right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So you having this this guide is really helping people show up and get right and really, you know, take back uh, a step. And just do, do yes. the actions. Uh, so when you can just kind of focus on the actions, it makes things a lot better. Yes. Um, what do you think that your experiences like? When did this the the health journey start for you? Did it start in the Ooh. military? Did it start? Post, pre, when, when did this kind of start? I know y'all see me today and y'all like, oh, she look kind of fit, but I didn't always look like this. Tell them. <laughs> I, was, I was obese as a kid. I started gaining weight 11th grade mm-hmm. um, and I was really, I was heavy in size, like 45 pounds over mm-hmm. my weight, 12th grade. And I got bullied because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids, they were mean. They were already making fun of me because of my appearance. They made fun of me because of my teeth. I know y'all see my smile straight and pretty today, but it didn't always look like this. So they gave me a lot of hell for that. Mm-hmm. They gave me a lot of hell and my, me and my sister hell for, you know, us having to share clothes, just the clothing we wore and stuff like that. Our hair, we weren't able to get our hair done and stuff like that. So they made it very hard, but I decided I was going to take back my power. Mm-hmm. I decided that. I wasn't going to let anybody else have control of my life like that. So around 22, age 22 is when I decided I wanted to go into the military. Mm. I was paying attention to my environment, the people that I was around, and I just knew that I didn't want to end up like that. I didn't want to end up like the people in my hood, the rotten environment I was around, drinking, smoking, party, partying, and having friends that's, you know, getting pregnant by this dude and that dude like I just know I didn't want that life Mm -hmm. so I decided to change my lifestyle by what I was eating that was the first thing and it wasn't easy at first because I used to eat a lot of junk food I used to I used to love my Doritos and (laughs) Debbie cakes and honey buns like I used to oh my gosh I used I'm getting flashbacks now I used to drink them four locos. You know what those are? The four, <laughs> Do I know what the those four are? Lo- <laughs> Death. <laughs> oh my goodness! I used to drink them things all the time. I used to drink Cisco gin, all that stuff. Man, it was. I had a, such a poor lifestyle, mm. and it, it showed outwardly. You know what I'm saying? Like in my appearance, in my mood, in my emotions, my mindset, how I felt about myself. So I decided to to cut all of that out. And I started training with this Marines trainer. He had no mercy on me. (laughs) So when I started training with him at first, and then I started working out on my own, I started to lose the weight simply by, you know, working out and eating healthy and being consistent, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's when I went off to basic training. And then because I stayed consistent, I was one of the top fit soldiers in the army, in every single company throughout my entire career. So it's like, I use, we go back to using your pain, your story as fuel to go train and to go accomplish something that you want out of life. And that's what I did. Every time, even if I I fell behind on a run, a two mile run, I can just hear my friends, you're fat. I told you not to go in the army, that's stupid. And every time I hear that little voice, I'm like, I speed it up. Mm. Like. Let me go ahead and go go harder, you know. So and it worked and it got me through the army. Mm. Now, now I know you said the first step for your transformation was changing the foods that you ate. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it really it really sounds like something else came before that or has already been inherently in mm-hmm. you, which was like that that mental fortitude. Where where what experiences did you have, or where do you think that came from? Uh, just kind of the will to just put that pain behind you, hear those voices, push past it, Mm -hmm. just kind of using these different things to kind of fuel you and not allow it to Mm -hmm. be Mm self-destructive. Well, I would say it was mostly just looking at people that I was around Mm -hmm. and family members and generational curses I was trying to break and things of that nature. I just knew that I just like, man, this ain't it. I don't think I would be happy 10 years down the line if I if I end up like this, you know. So Mm. it was just like it was the visual for me. Like I just kept asking myself, like, 
do you want to be in this position 10 years from now? Like, I was just like, no. So it was like, I had to, I created that, that thought in my head simply just by my environment, you know, and paying attention to the people around me and not letting them have a negative effect on me, you know? So that, that was really the biggest thing for me that helped me change my mindset. That's, that's deep. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned the term generational curses, right? Because oftentimes when we, hear this word generational, mm-hmm. you know the word that follows after is, is wealth. Yes. And we always talk about generational wealth this, generational yes. wealth that, and we ignore the fact that generational curses exist just as, as probably more likely than the generational wealth stories. Mm-hmm. And us ignoring it is probably just as dangerous because if you continue to ignore it, you can't, you can't, you don't see the red, the red flags. Uh, you don't see how you can, you know, uh, power through and go above and be better. Uh, so I really like how, just the awareness, the social awareness of the generational curses. And it sounds like that's kind of what, what helped you out. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk mm-hmm. about your journey now as being a, a public speaker. And, mm-hmm. you know, would you say that I, I wouldn't, I want to guess maybe not uh, in high school, would you say that you always been like an extrovert? Would you consider yourself an introvert? Mm-hmm. Talk to us about your, yeah. like your socialization and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I transformed that too. Like, yeah. I'm telling you. Like, transformation coach. Com- that's why I'm a transformation coach. Yeah. It's like, it's because it's like, you transform one area of life, everything else going to fall in line naturally. Mm. And that's what happened. So yeah, I was an introvert in school. I didn't talk. I was shy. You know, I got bullied. Um, I had I had friends, but they were bad influences. You know, I may have had one or two friends that didn't have a bad influence on me, but for the most part, I was shy and talk. And then people made fun of my teeth, so I'll do this number, cover my mouth while I'm mm. tall, or mm. I'll be like, so now I'm like, hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but now um, it's completely different. And you want to know what's crazy? When I was a kid, I idolized Lala. Lala from MTV. Yes, Mm -hmm. I loved her. I was like, she's so pretty on the mic and she's so, you know, happy. Like, I was like, I wanted to be on a mic. I want to I want to do something where I'm in front of a camera. And I knew back Mm. then I didn't have the confidence to do it. I was like, man, I don't think it's going to happen, but I really would love to be on camera and be on a mic. Look at. Look at this now, y'all. Right. On on the mic on and the, the camera. On the mic now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not only on the mic, but I'm also on stages now speaking in front of audiences. You know, like my largest audience so far speaking in front of on a um, stage doing a motivational speech was in Houston mm. this past March. You know, and that was confirmation. Like the response that I got after that event, it was confirmation. Like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Mm. You know, so sometimes you have to go back into childhood to figure out what was those things that you loved as a kid if you have trouble finding purpose, if you have trouble finding out what you want to do in life and why you exist. Sometimes it's back in childhood and you got to backtrack. Mm. So what if you what if you never really were an introvert, but were always just a extrovert mm. that had insecurities, mm-hmm. that wasn't really confident, that just really had to grow up, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel like to be a public speaker, you have to be an extroverted person or is public speaking for all different types of, of people? That's a really good question. I may have been an extrovert, but I was not probably able to show it because of the people around me. Mm-hmm. Probably was insecurities, you know, but I believe it doesn't matter because you as a speaker you have your own audience waiting on you you mm. see i have my own particular audience and then lisa nichols have her own audience you know uh eric thomas have his own audience you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so don't let that hold you back from becoming a speaker if you want to become one what i would say is to make sure that you're only speaking about topics that don't trigger you mm. that's what's important so you can be quiet because i actually know speakers in my circle that they are shy, but when they get up there, they kill it. And I'd be like, how the heck did you do that? Like, right. you, sh- you know what I'm saying? Then so it's, networking event, yeah, they just, kinda... they just be chill. <laughs> and I'd be like, how did you get up there? And like, what? So it's just like, because when you get on that stage, it brings you life. Like, you just, you and your element is just different. You know what I'm saying? So I would say it, it truly does not matter because you have your own audience. But what I would say is to make sure you're only speaking about things that 
do not trigger you. You know what I'm saying? I only speak about things that no longer serves me. You know, mm-hmm. my story is for, the, this is what I always say to people. Your story is created for you to use to know how to get through it, to use the fuel to get through it, and then it's for someone else to get through it. Mm. So everything that I discuss, it no longer is for me. It's for other people so that they can get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this might be a bit of a redundant question, mm-hmm. but, you know, at this point, we know, you know, some of the we know a little bit about you to see what you've been through mm-hmm. and how you've used those things to kind of level up and transform your life. But mm-hmm. for someone who is watching this, who is like thinking, damn, I do. I think I do belong behind the mic or on a stage or, you know, I do have a story to tell um, as far as like message delivery. And you said something with knowing your audience because your audience is very different you know from a lot of anthony's audience yes. right so how how would you say that a, a person can find that audience where is this audience hidden for you to make sure you're not getting on the stage talking to the wrong audience mm-hmm. and then having an experience that makes you feel like you don't belong because mm, very... you can easily feel like you don't belong if you're talking to the wrong crowd. yes yes i would definitely say um Pay attention to the energy that you attract. Pay attention to people who who normally come to you, talk to you, um, ask you for advice. Um, um, and that's how you'll start to discover who your avatar is. I recently... Mm-hmm. That people don't use that word a lot. Mm-mm. Avatar. They like, like, yeah, they like, yeah, like, they like, yeah, they like, what's that, yo? So I'm like, listen, I be tapped in. So um, that's one of the first things. And then just figure out. What your message is and who would benefit the most from it? Who do you think will benefit the most from it? Who can relate to you? Mm. You know, um, man, it's, it could go so indefinitely. It's just so many things. But those are the first three things I would say is to pay attention to who you attract, who normally come to you and just, you know, ask you questions, um, who, who normally talk to you. For me, I know my avatar. I know what that woman looks like. I know what she's been through because I pay attention to on social media, who gets on my live, mm. who, who comments, who's in my DMs, you know, and what similarities do they have? And it's like, okay, I kind of have an idea now of who my avatar is. Mm. So, and then also, um, who do you feel like will benefit the most from your story? Mm-hmm. You know? At any point, did you feel like you were uh, attracting uh, the wrong energies or the, the the wrong type of people and how did you adjust yeah yeah um i've been attracting the wrong energy from guys for a long time mm-hmm. for a long time um when i first moved to atlanta i was in the i was in the space of music artists rappers and models and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um and I was attracting a lot of energy from guys, but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to become a speaker, I had to rebrand myself. And I've always had certain women be attracted to me. But the moment I rebranded myself, they were pulled in a lot more. Right. They were tapped, super tapped. Yes. In. And the guys, they they didn't like that. They're like, who's she now? Like, no, I don't want to hear about speaking. I want to see you post your body. I want to see you post a bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? So a very long time when I decided, a very for a very long time, I was attracting the wrong energy. But when I decided that I wanted to do public speaking, transformational coaching, I had to make sure that I was putting out the right energy for my target audience mm. because you have to be careful about presenting yourself a certain way and it turns you off from your target audience. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop certain things that I was doing, posting certain things because my target audience is a little, they like, Mm-mm, that's not it, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, but it was definitely a process. And, yeah. and they're not always going to tell you either. So they're not. Yeah. Where, how do you even have that? That even, how do you even have that awareness to mm-hmm. see? Oh, my target audience doesn't respond to this. Let me switch it up. Or yes. let me stop. How do you even figure that out? Yes. Um, I pay and man, so many different things. So if I'm posting a lot of content that's of of not offensive but intimidating mm. for that type of woman then I'll notice like she's not really getting on my live commenting. If mm-hmm. I'm talking about certain things that don't serve her no purpose, you know, then she's mm-hmm. not on here. She's not, you know, um, 
asking me questions in my DM. So when I started paying attention to who is actually getting on my live and what am I doing, how am I presenting myself and what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. And I noticed it was me. I needed to make changes, mm -hmm. you know, and switch the energy that I'm putting out because what you put out is what you receive. Right. So I made that switch. And here's the problem. A lot of times when people are rebranding themselves, they have a hard time reaching their target audience because they're too stuck on who they used to be. They don't want to let go of the old version of them. Well, I've always been this way. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Lisa Nichols said, listen, she said, well, how is it doing for you? How is right. it working? How is it working for you if you've always been this way? So you definitely don't want to use that line because you're going to hinder yourself from reaching, um, from having so many other opportunities in life and other things that you want to do with speaking. So mm. I got tired of the old version of me and mm. I, had to, I had to ask myself, am I happy with this version of me? Am I living the life that I want? Am I attracting the energy that I want? Am I even attracting the type of man that I want? Mm. And I wasn't. So I had to, you know, do some changes within me to change the energy outwardly. Mm. Mm. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And when I hear you kind of explain that, I'm thinking, uh, this is how I have it in my head, right? Mm -hmm. You got your avatar. You really niche down. You know what that one woman looks like. Mm -hmm. But you also have a list of women that fit that description. Mm -hmm. um, so you can easily identify when they're not engaging. Is that kind of how the process works yes. for you? Yes. Okay. You'll be able to feel it because it's like... Now I, I have looking for that person on my comments. Yes, I, I was waiting for them to comment. Yes, mm. especially on live, and I'm like, now I be having more women. They be tapped in. Mm -hmm. They look at my stories more than guys now. You know, so yeah, you definitely want to pay attention to to what you putting out. You know, because you're gonna attract what you put out. Right. So when you first got, because you 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 very you very tapped in la la, mm -hmm. and you have that awareness. When you first got started speaking versus now, what were some specific areas that you intentionally wanted to improve on? And how did you identify those those areas? Mm, well, actually, when I decided to become a speaker, I went I went to someone that I knew that was tapped in with a lot of different people. And I just made my mind up to get a coach. That was the first mm. thing. A lot of people going to skip that part because of the investment, because of the time or this and that, making all the excuses, you know. So I really made my mind up very, very quickly mm. when I decided to become a speaker and I knew that I had a message and I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to do it professionally. Well, before I actually made a decision to get a coach, I researched other people doing it. Mm. I wanted to see what they were doing. I wanted to see how they were doing it, their style. I'm like, mm, Lisa Nichols, she got a certain swag. Mm, Eric Thomas, he got a certain swag. Mm, my coach, Jeremy Anderson, he got a certain swag. Like, So I wanted to figure out what was my swag a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I started YouTubing, you know, how to get speaking engagements, um, a lot of different things. And then when I made my mind up, that's when I went and got a coach. Mm. Man, shout out to you talking about your experience getting a coach and it sounds like i mean you it didn't really take you too much time you didn't really think too hard about it it was just this is a part of the step let me take this next step mm -hmm. and so i just really want to talk to the millionaires for a quick second because mm -hmm. like this is a trend that keeps coming up la, la, la. Like, yeah. you're not the first you're not the third yeah. you're not the fifth person to hop on here and say i got a coach i got a mentor wow. i invested in the course mm -hmm. right so this is really like that time now where we have a decision to make and sometimes that decision comes between do we take out a loan and get financial aid to go to college mm -hmm. <laughs> or do we take out a loan and invest in the coach mm. and so you know I, I being degreed myself I can't sit here and say oh everybody should go to college because mm -hmm. college is not for everybody mm -hmm. but if you were that person that's faced with that decision, that ultimatum, go to college or get a course, which one Which one are you picking now, at, at knowing what you know now at this point in your life? Definitely I'm getting the course for many of reasons. Um, for one, a lot of – okay, I'm going to say this. All right. So I've been in school. I had got my associates, and I decided to stop school to not get my bachelor's because mm -hmm. I realized it was so much money. Mm -hmm. to put into it um and then also a lot of time a lot of energy and it was taken away from being becoming an entrepreneur so i decided 
that I wanted to invest more into entrepreneurship, and that's what I did. Um, I do believe that a lot of things taught in school is free education. The problem is people don't know how to go look for it. Mm-hmm. It's there, you know what I'm saying? I've actually learned a lot in my career field. You know, I have a psychology degree, but associate's degree, but I learned a lot from trial and error, from life, from, you know, researching things on YouTube, looking at videos, looking at documentaries, you know. So a lot of things you can learn on your own. So you have to ask yourself which one is more beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. And the course, you know, courses for me, I've spent thousands of dollars on coaching and courses and, you know, um, learning how to become a public speaker, learning how to put a course together, learning how to do this and do that, you know, and it's more, it's way more beneficial than that associate's degree right now in life for me. Right, right. And I could, I could see that, right? And mm-hmm. that's no shade to anybody's degree. Yeah. It just is what it is. And the trend, unfortunately, is intention or the yeah. difference is intention. Yeah. The trend is people go to college most of the time mm-hmm. accidentally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people invest in courses and coaches and mentors intentionally. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to, to say that you're going to spend $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 on a person mm-hmm. to teach you a skill in a trade versus taking out a loan mm-hmm. to go to a, taking out a 50 to 100 to $200,000 loan mm-hmm. to go to school. To figure out what you want to do, right? For some reason, that seems a lot safer to people. And I just, just knowing what I know now, I can't wrap my mind about it. But once upon a time, I was that person. Yeah, right. I was that person who, you know, just went to college because, uh, you know, my mom went to the same school. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew I wanted to kind of get the degree because, you know, that's what you got to do. Being a, you know, black man, you mm-hmm. got to get your degree. You got to have, you know, your papers and show that you in that certain social yeah. and economic status, right? It's like, it's all for this front, yeah. but it's not really intentional. The right. practice of going to college for most people is not intentional. It's not, yeah. Um, it's, so. it's because because majority is doing it, you know, or they think that's the only way to, to success. Mm. And it's not because we've been lied, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, there are so many different things that you can do to become successful. And a lot of people are unaware of it, but it's just no reason for no one to not know because there's too many resources now. There's way too many people talking about it. You have, I have access to so many different things now simply by going on YouTube and it's right there, you mm. know? So, um, you know, school can be for some people, but then you have to ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? What's the end result? Is it worth it? Right. And when I ask myself, you know, is it worth it me to continue on to my bachelor's? Because school is tiring, is a lot of energy full time and trying to become an entrepreneur. Like, no, I made a decision that my last semester was this past year and that was it. Mm. And I transitioned fully into a fully entrepreneur. Mm. Well, congratulations on that. And um, I I do love that you also use YouTube and free resources like that as, you know, ways to kind of just learn and bridge that learning curve Mm -hmm. even more. Um, But I I do want to because we had a guest a couple episodes, Todd Snively, he mentioned that. For him, he he really <laughs> hates when people say you can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah, and he he made a good point. I can yeah. see why. Yeah, uh, but you can learn everything on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it's just how long it's going to take to learn mm. everything on YouTube because you may not have the right questions to even ask and put in that search bar mm. that's going to get you the information you need to find. Right. Um. So, like for you, what kind of drove you to? getting the like did you have good search results did Mm -hmm. you get poor search results like Mm -hmm. did it come before or after investing in the coach Mm -hmm. at what point should people really start to rely on their free resources like youtube Mm -hmm. and just the good old-fashioned internet yeah i'm gonna say youtube is a starter starter it's your starter package (laughs) <laughs> and then the questions you the answers you can't find and then that's when you get a coach because now you have direct access to mm. asking these questions to a coach or the coach's team or who whomever you mm. know um there are a lot of things that you can't find on youtube but there are a lot of things that you won't see on youtube because mm. i've learned many of things from coaches that i've never seen on youtube you know so um definitely if you are someone that 
don't have the funds just yet to invest in the coach. But I'm also going to say this. What your closet look like? What your what your car look like? What you driving? Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't make the excuse and say, I don't have the money to invest because if it's something that you really want, you're going to make a way mm -hmm. to get it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, you know. I've seen many people stand in line for some J's, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, for a, a new game coming out. It's because they want it that bad. So if you really want to learn a skill that bad, you will find a way to be able to invest in it. But use YouTube as a starter. It's your starter package. Yeah. I love how you said at the time. You don't yeah. have the funds at the time. Yes. But <laughs> it, it sounds like that investment is mandatory to get to that next level mm -hmm. and where most people are trying to be. Absolutely. And so YouTube, as you said, is a starter, but it's not, it, it shouldn't be it, right? right. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't just start and end at YouTube. You should start mm -hmm. at YouTube. And if anything, it gives you a good head start for when you have the funds, you're ready to invest in the coach. Now you have a ton of knowledge mm -hmm. and you have a ton of good questions, not the beginner questions. You have the intermediate questions mm -hmm. that's really going to help you make those breakthroughs. But uh, would you advise jumping straight to the coach and not doing any research or, you know, market analysis or anything like that on YouTube beforehand? That's a good question. Um, I recommend you to to see what other people are doing and so that you can understand if that's what you want to do. Because sometimes mm -hmm. we, oh, yeah, I want to do this. And then you go invest money in the coach and it don't work because you didn't realize what comes with this. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to understand what comes with motivational speaking, um, the time, the um, who, how am I going to get bookings? Am I able, am I capable of doing that? Do I feel confident just yet? Do I want to share certain things on my stories just yet? You know, so I use that starter package YouTube to figure out what other people were doing and how they started. I'm like, okay, I definitely want to do this. Mm. Now I made my mind up. I can go get a coach versus you just buying different programs, different courses, um, having different coaches. And then later on you decided that's not what I really want to do. I didn't know that's what come with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody wondering this question. Yeah. Right? It, this is with anything start becoming a new speaker, becoming a videographer, any kind of gig, right? Mm -hmm. People are wondering, uh, specifically as a new speaker, is it mandatory to go through that stage of doing free gigs? Absolutely. Let me look at the camera. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you, um, if you are a beginner, because I still do free stuff and I'm still in the stages of getting contracts and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I've had paid speaking events, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I'm constantly doing things for free because you got to put in those reps. Yeah. I have reps. people. Listen, I have people coming to me and especially if they seen me speak before and they're like, how did you do that? Can you you know, how, how did you get bookings? I want to become a speaker. And or how do I get paid? Like. Pump your brakes. How you can get paid? You need to figure out what your message is. Mm. You need to figure out how to tell your message, how to start it from begin to end. If you don't know how to give somebody a quick message in two minutes and in an hour, then you have a lot of work to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If someone was to tell me, go for two minutes, I can give it to you in two minutes. I can tell you who I, who I am, what I do, what my services are, what's my, my message, and what value I'm giving to the person and close out. Mm. So you got to be able to, it's a skill you have to develop. And the only way to develop it is through reps. The same way if you was to go into the gym, you would have to put in those reps to become physically stronger, you know? So you have to put in your reps to, um, to really understand how to connect with the audience on stage, because it's going to be a lot of different trial and error being up there on stage. And the only way for you to become more comfortable and becoming better at it is by putting in reps so you have to be willing to do it for free right right yeah reps it, that was a great analogy to mm -hmm. me and throwing in the gym mm -hmm. and, and fitness because those reps you should be able to tell the same message but in many different ways yes because though your audience your, your target audience you still want to be generally the same if you might have some outliers you yes. may have some trick you know some people who like especially if you're speaking at schools mm -hmm. or you know, like a 10X conference where mm -hmm. you got first timers, whoever invested in the conference like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be able to tell the story differently, but mm -hmm. it's the same story. The same story. And that comes with the reps. That comes yeah. with the practice. 
Okay. Yeah. Why why should everyone or do you feel like everyone should invest whether time, money, resources, whatever. Mm-hmm. It may, they may not want to do it professionally as a, you know, a professional speaker, mm-hmm. but why should everyone invest in just becoming stronger speakers in general? Oh man, it's because we interact with people on a daily basis for one, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And what people, what I had to understand is that just simply me having communication skills, it led to so many opportunities. If you lack communication skills and you could be standing next to somebody that have that next opportunity that you are looking for, but you don't know how to interact with them. You don't know how to, you know, um, communicate with them or connect with them. And then, boom, that opportunity is gone. So you definitely a speaking skill is needed, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Because if you are an entrepreneur, you are interacting with people. I don't care what you do, you know, as an entrepreneur. So that is definitely a skill that is needed. And I was just talking about this on live. It's just, you know, if you lack if you have poor communication skills, people don't want to work with you. Mm. They don't want to deal with you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to <laughs> talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So especially not somebody that's a, a seven-figure earner. They're not trying to hear what you got to say, you know? So it's definitely something that you need to have. Man, I'm just, the timing. Again, you said you was just talking about it live. <laughs> Lala, I was just talking about it before you walked in. Yeah, Like, we was just talking about this, and you said that you could be sitting right next to somebody that can put you at that next level. But if you don't know how to communicate, you don't know how to talk to them, you're going to miss out. And this is what I was saying uh, earlier just about, because um, I was talking about seven ways to become a bad motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of those things is just well the reason is so that you can be in that space with somebody and understand oh this is the person i need to be talking to mm-hmm. but most people they can be sitting right next to them and they're not even going to know or be in the space at all because of the fear because mm-hmm. of the lack of confidence mm-hmm. the insecurities and so if you build up that confidence to just have better communication skills you at least at least can mm-hmm. put your foot in the door. Yes. You might have to put in some extra work and get some extra reps, mm-hmm. but at least having that strong communication puts you in the door. Yeah, uh, And that's most of the time all we need is just to have a foot in the door, at least so it stay cracked long enough yeah. for us to walk all Listen, the way through. I'm trying to tell you because I, I don't have so many opportunities simply just by me opening my mouth mm. and just in connecting with somebody and they're able to feel my energy because it's all about your energy too Mm because you can know how to talk but that energy is not right you can you can fake a lot of things but you can't fake energy can't fake energy you can't fake that part so um there's been many of times where opportunities have presented itself and something told me that person right there has that opportunity and then i open my mouth and i start talking and i'm and then there it is Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just you have to you have to um gain that confidence, um practice speaking. You can do it in the mirror. I do that many a times. Um replay videos of you talking, whether it's on live, if you can simply go on live, practice on there and then replay it and listen to yourself talking. Are you connecting with your audience? Are you relatable? Are you likable? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've done that many a times and I still do it. Like people don't be knowing this. I'll be, I'll have my camera propped up, filming myself, standing in front of my couch, talking to my couch. Like I'm talking to thousands of people, mm. prepping myself for that, mm. practicing a speech. Man, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that listening to the audio, that's, that's, that part is going to take some time for people to get used to. Because yeah. I remember the first episodes I recorded of this podcast, <laughs> la, la, I was like, ooh, this is crazy. I don't know if I could do this. Right. I don't know if I could do this. But, again, like you said, it takes those reps. Yeah. And you got to just play it back and listen to it. Yeah. So what have been, like, three things that really worked for you um, that helped you stand out as a speaker? At least stand out in you know, to your audience? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, um, I'm definitely going to say appearance, number one. Mm. Um, you have to look appealing to your audience. Um, so make sure, you know, your outfit is right, your mm-hmm. hair is right. Just make sure you look appealing because you're up there and the first thing people see is your appearance. That's mm-hmm. the first, first thing they notice before they even hear you speak. So... Um, now that I know who my avatar is, I know exactly what type of looks she like, you know what I'm saying? What she desired to want to be able to wear and stuff like that. So my swag is, you know, a blazer and and some long jeans, shorts and heels when I get on stage, that's my swag, you know, and it gets attention, you know, the women love it, you know, so 
that's number one. And then the second thing is um, I had to make some internal changes so that I put out positive energy so people can feel my energy. Mm. If I'm so full of trauma and emotional baggage and mental baggage and I have heavy energy, people can feel that. And they can't connect to you. They can't be connected with you if you have that heavy energy on you. Mm-hmm. So that was the second thing that I had to start doing is to make sure that when I'm in the room with people, they can feel my energy. They're more connected to me. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, um, I'm going to say, uh, what's the last thing I'm going to say? Just figuring out what your message is. What do you want people to leave off with? I want people to leave out this room and feeling, you know, that they can take back their power, whichever way that is, because there's so many people in this world that are going through pain, going through hurt. They don't know how to get over that ex. They they have a poor lifestyle. And these are all things that you have a lot more control over than what you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I want people to leave out knowing that you can take back your power by doing the complete opposite than what you've been doing. So those are my three things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just changing your perception. Yes. So you got appearance, energy, and message. Yes. And the appearance can, is probably the easiest thing. Easiest to fix, right? thing, yeah. The, all the other ones, energy, yes. you know, the message, that takes practice, that yes. takes awareness, yes. you know, and all those things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lala, we getting ready to, you know, switch gears a little mm-hmm. bit. Now we, we at that rapid fire <laughs> round that I told you about. Yep. So I'm excited. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been so far a pleasure having you on here. I know our millionaires are getting some gas right now yeah. to fill up those tanks yeah. and, and go somewhere far right now. You know, mm-hmm. gas expensive. I'm <laughs> right. That. I'm telling you. So we got rapid mm-hmm. fire round. Um, this is, you know, just to lighten up the mood, get our audience to know you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, Mark, most importantly, just be brief, be brilliant, but most importantly, have fun, right? Okay. So if you can answer these questions in one word or one sentence, mm-hmm. let's, let's hear it, okay? Okay. So the first one is, if you could if you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? Love. Love. Yes. Guaranteed love. Guaranteed. Okay. If you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would you, would it, what would you come back as? Me. Yourself. Yep. Okay. If you can instantly become one, or if you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? What would I want to be an expert in? If you can instantly be an expert in it. I'm going to say everything when it comes to mind. Mindset. Yes. I mean, because I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, hmm. Expert. I'm an expert, but I want to learn more about... Um, how the brain works, how it functions, mm. like really more in depth. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching a lot of videos on that. So I really want to become an expert to explain to a person how the brain functions and the whole body, why mm. you act a certain way. But this is how, you know, more of like the science part. Mm-hmm. I want to so, learn the science part. So would that part. be more psychology or sociology? Uh, I don't know if it's psychology because I didn't really it didn't really go too in depth with the function of the brain. Like right. I really want to know the real science part of it. Like, like in why, depth. Why you think this way? Yeah, but it's explaining how the brain, like the front lobe, like this and that. Like mm. I want to go more in depth. Like mm. I want to become that type of expert because okay. I'm already a expert in the mindset coaching. But I want to go more in depth with Got it. You. Yeah, Got you. that would. That would that that be listen. You, I'm you telling could, you, because you know I me, mean? I have conversations with like these these white millionaires. They the ones that be really knowing that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I watch these these videos on YouTube. I'm like, yo, how did he know that? And the way he explained it, like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was listening to a mm-hmm. TED talk because speaking of that, it was yeah. um, somebody mm-hmm. telling us about the filter in our brain that um, damn. Y'all millionaires, y'all know I Yo, talk about this all listen. the time, and right now I'm drawing a blank on what it's called. The uh, that filter, you you probably heard of it. Yeah. But, um, damn. We'll, we'll but see, yeah, out. but it's, <laughs> it's it's like all of the functions. I want to learn the functional part of mm-hmm. the brain. Yeah. Like I want to be an expert in that. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Number four, you have 100k. You have to donate or create a charity. What do you do? I have to donate or create a, a charity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I'm real strategic. All right. So what I'm going to do, right, I'm going to use that money and that's going to be like my my um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word? Um, hold on. It just came to me. Um, all right. So I'm going to use that money, right? And I'm going to have, I'm a whole speaking events. I'm a whole health and wellness speaking events. And I'm going to pay speakers to come and speak, but I'm also going to pay myself to speak. So that money's going right back to me. Mm. So it's like I'm giving to the community, but I'm also paying myself right back to Right. So you're going to hold free events yep. that help people get them right and give them some gain, yep. some good high. Okay. Yep. That's yep. smart. That's smart. So you essentially creating the charity. Yes. You're going to create the charity. Yes. Okay. I'm curious. What would you, if, if something like this did exist, what would you call it? What would I call it? Yeah. Um, I would probably call it "She Is Fit" or I don't know, like nonprofit. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Nonprofit. So it's like okay, that that money I'm gonna pretend is like coming from a nonprofit. So I've learned different ways of how to use nonprofit money to fund yourself back. Mm-hmm. You're still giving back, but you also funding yourself too. So that's Absolutely. what I would do. So I'm telling you, you, I know. Cause you deserve to get, I mean, you deserve you, to get you, paid for your time. At yeah. The end of the day you yeah. want to give your time to yeah. the community. Yeah. Why not have the nonprofit pay you <laughs> to give you listen, time? Listen, <laughs> I'll be hearing people. They'd be like, these banks, they be having your money. Cause they have to spend that money. They have grants for people. And mm-hmm. I'm on it now. I said, you now that it. I know this, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> Number five, number five, as we wrap it up, who is your favorite hero of fiction? Mm. I'm going to say my mom. You can't use your mom. I'm sorry. Oh, it has to be like a real person? No, like, a fake person. Oh, a fake person. Right? Oh. Fiction, fiction oh, yeah. is fake. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have me confused. I'm like, right. Yeah, right. Okay. Um... Mm. But mama is a good one. Though. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's still give mom the credit and give her right. her flowers. She's right. definitely your hero. Yes. <laughs> um. Hmm. So it can be a cartoon character. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say, Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, your mm-hmm. hero? Yeah, not. I don't know if he's my hero, <laughs> but I don't know if I have a hero, but. Let me tell you why I like Hey Arnold as a why I used to love Hey Arnold All as a kid. Right. Yeah, because he used to get bullied by old girl and he just did not care. Like he still was just a good person. He was swaggy too. Swaggy too. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up like I loved Hey Arnold, but I don't I don't know if I have a, a superhero. No, nah, I, I like know. I like Hey Arnold. Let's use that one because <laughs> that's the perfect that's the perfect character. Yes. for what we talking about, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Like, like you said, Hey Arnold. Not just what was the name Olga. Olga, he didn't just get bullied by her, even though she secretly loved him. Yeah, he got bullied by that big kid. Yes, and he was always getting bullied, but it was like he was just like whatever. Like, Bruh, like yeah, I'm Arnold. Like, right? I'm cool. I'm yes. chilling. Like, you can't really bother <laughs> me like that. So, Lala, that was great. Yes. That was great. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank um, you. We're getting ready to wrap things up with just a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. I love asking these questions as we as we wrap things up with mm-hmm. our guests because this is the fun way to get our audience uh, engaged and interacting with us. If you had to choose uh, between a red pill and blue pill. I want you to give us the scenario, though. Mm-hmm. So give our audience a, a, a scenario where they choose between the red pill and blue pill. What would it be? Now, don't y'all laugh at me, but I don't know what either mean. All right. So, for example, right, we had a guest talk about the red pill uh-huh. was you had to choose a lover that treated you wrong, but can provide you everything you need financially. Mm-hmm. So you really have the financial needs that you that you can go travel, you can do all the things you want, but mm-hmm. behind closed doors, this person doesn't treat you well. Mm. The blue pill, you have somebody who treats you amazing, takes care of your emotional needs, but cannot support you financially. That was just one, right? So what would yeah. yours be? Oh, man. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say the blue pill. That's the that's the pill you taking. Yeah, he can he he can provide emotionally but not financially. Okay. Because here's why, right? Money is energy, right? But you have energy too, and that's what's most important. 
So money cannot make me add to my happiness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because now that I know how to go get a bag, I know how to do all these different things, right? It's just, I just feel like if I had to choose one or the other, like I'm cool on the money, but to have someone that can add to what I'm doing and being emotionally, you know, available and being helpful and being supportive, like you can't just find that around a corner. And it's fueling you. Like, yes. It's, it's keeping your energy high. Yes. So you can vibrate higher mm. and, and, you know, you start attracting the other things e- that you want Exactly. Anyway. And then if he don't have it, I'm going to put him on game on how to get it. Mm. <laughs> that's a great answer mm-hmm. that's a great answer let's rock with that i yeah. like i like that answer so mm-hmm. you um you get we, we getting ready to head out you know imagine you walking back to your car and you just happen to stumble across a spitting image of 18 year old lala Ooh. lala in 12th grade right mm-hmm. 12 going into college what would be some advice you would give that mm-hmm. uh that 18 year old self <sighs> that's you are not your environment. You are not, you know, the people that have told you negative things. That's not who you are. You know, um, don't let people disrupt your spirit to create these false value things of you and you actually believe it like that's not you you know a lot of times when people say certain things to you or they come at you a certain way it's a reflection of themselves Mm. i didn't know that as an 18 year old lala you know i didn't know that people really treated me a certain way because that's how they treated themselves that's how they viewed themselves so i would definitely tell the 18 year old lala like you know don't take it personal Mm. And I took so many things personal, you know, to the heart. Like, just keep it moving. Mm. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. Just mm-hmm. keep it moving. Just keep it moving. Like, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. If it don't apply, let it slide. You're right. Hey, here we go. <laughs> hey, Lala, it's been amazing, as I keep saying. You, your energy, everything, <laughs> the gems that you drop in. Like, we, we said earlier, like, you're not always just one gem away from transformation. You're mm-hmm. just one person away. And I really mm-hmm. feel like you was that one person that our millionaires just had to hear, you know, to just start on that journey towards trans- transformation, right? So I want to give you the space now to just plug yourself in to our listeners a little bit more where they can find you, mm-hmm. you know, what projects you're super excited about. Drop that um, that that course that you got, that mini yeah. course you got coming out. Mm-hmm. Let them know where to find that. Uh, but, yeah, I want to give you the space to really tell us a little bit more where we can engage and, and find you. Okay. Well, y'all can find me at Lala Bradford underscore. All of my platforms are Lala, L-A-L-A-B-R-A-D-F-O-R-D underscore. Um, this week I will be launching my first very first ebook um, on it's a nutritional guide so it's a starter but then I'm also dropping a mini course a mini nutritional ebook going more in depth I mean mm-hmm. a, a course going more in depth than the ebook mm-hmm. so that will be out this week I'm so excited and then I also have an eight week course coming out um, soon but not just yet and that's going to give you the full transformation so like I said before nutrition is the key is mm-hmm. the is step number one you can't miss that right so i'm like because i know that i have to make sure that people are understanding how to change their lifestyle through what they're consuming number mm-hmm. one and then i have a special announcement too like i have my first book coming out too hey, yes I, thank you i just shot the uh cover yesterday the mm-hmm. picture for it and i have someone creating the the book cover so i will be having pre-orders soon on that so stay tuned for that hey congrats again mm-hmm. on dropping that book soon mm-hmm. lala like the salt base she just sprinkled nah, on you right she sprinkled on out. you she got she got the the ebook the mini course the eight-week course i love mm-hmm. how you just providing these baby steps because yeah. not everybody's at the same part yeah. of the journey where they ready to just dive in an eight-week course yes. some people just may need that guide some people mm-hmm. want to get the guide and the, the mini course mm-hmm. so i love that you just sprinkle it on the folks and just really appeasing to your audience and really knowing your audience to know like some people are going to be at this point mm-hmm. others are going to be at this point mm-hmm. uh, and that's some game for all of you guys as mm-hmm. you're ready to kick off your own course whatever industry you in that's some sauce right there right mm-hmm. Let, sprinkle it on them right sprinkle. salt bay so Lala, mm-hmm. it was amazing having this conversation um as always to our millionaires it was great having you all a part of the show week in week out you know thanks in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become, especially as you start to apply some of these principles that you heard today from Lala. Now, before we go, 
la la. You got the the ebook, the mini course, the 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 big uh, g- uh, dynamic course, right? Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, let let's. I really want to, because I know people going to tap in with that, right? Yeah. Do you happen to have some type of like, can we get a sponsor code or something for the community so that they can really tap in with you and we can even entice people even more to tap in with that program? Oh, you said you said a sponsor code? Yeah, if we could get a sponsor code, what can we call it? A, a sponsor code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean just for this audience? Just for this audience. Just like for the people this who audience. Only, the millionaires that's tapping in. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I could tell you. Mm, I I think I want to use my book title because it's not out just yet. Okay. So that, that's how they, that's how you'll know. Yeah. That's What's the book title. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. When they come to my social media and they drop that and they'll mm-hmm. know. Oh. Know. See, and I'm like gonna put that. it. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Yeah. And I'm gonna make another additional ad. Yeah. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna put it out. Okay. There. Um. I'm gonna give y'all a code. Okay. The code is because I don't want to use the book cover because that's. Everybody gonna know that. Yeah. All right. So the code is how to gain a six pack and a six for six figure income. So how to gain? I'm gonna say I'm gonna make it shorter. Let's put MDM HTG. MDM HTD HTG. Because you said how to gain, right? Yeah. Million dollar mind. How to gain? Yeah. MDM HTG. Yeah. All right, so y'all heard it right here. Yep. Right? We got the sponsor code live now, so we're gonna make sure it look all pretty. And yep. so Lala, I know that y'all came directly here. Y'all millionaires. Y'all part of the community. Lala also part of the community now too. So I want y'all to treat her with love, respect, and she gonna take care of y'all. So MDM HTG. So when she dropping those books, those eBooks, those courses, you plugged in with the right person. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, guys, just remember to keep focus, build momentum, and drive results. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Kai Speaks, and you just heard it from Lala Bradford on getting paid as a public speaker.